Hey y'all, what's going on? This is John Newby, John 2020 Apologetics and Lion and Lamb Podcast. And I've been asked by a couple people to make a reaction to the Oliver Nor or excuse me, Oliver Anthony song, uh, Richmond North of Richmond. So I've listened to it a couple times. Um, so there's a couple thoughts before we listen to it. I'm if I'm sure you've heard it. So, but Oliver Anthony, there's a lot of uh, unknown information about him. It seems like he's a Christian. Um, he there's a uh, video of him where people showed up to listen to his uh, concert um, that was, you know, supposed to be a concert. It was supposed to be like ten people who normally show up to this function, but it ended up being like six to ten thousand people. I think right now he has about five or six songs in the top twenty or thirty. And he's got roughly around a dozen songs now in uh, top 100. And obviously the number one song, Richmond, North of Richmond. Um, my, my thoughts real quick. I listen to country music my whole life. I grew up um, born and raised in North Florida where country music is uh, pretty popular here. Southern rock for sure. Um, and even like the beachy type of uh, country music like Jimmy Buffett to... Uh, you know, Tim McGraw to uh, Kenny Chesney and uh, Alabama, which I'm not far from Alabama anyways, but Alabama was a big part of my life growing up, listening to them and uh, Travis Tritt and um, George Strait. How can you not talk about George Strait? Um, man, uh, Leonard Skinner, of course, that's probably my favorite band of all time. They're from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Um, that song, Sweet Home Alabama, is actually for uh, one of their uh, tour guys or managers. They wrote it for him. But um, anyways, I'm rambling on about this stuff. But um, when you listen to Oliver Anthony, he's got more of a bluegrass feel. Now, I played college football for a couple years in Kentucky, the second school I played at. And uh, I grew to like a little more of a bluegrassy feel to that music. Um and he's definitely got that feel to him. He's from Virginia. I believe he's an ex-addict. Someone who struggled with addiction in the past. And he's no longer an addict or appears that way at least. Um, again, I do think he's a Christian. Um, now this song here, it has, you know, uh, since we are, this is a Christian uh, podcast. He does use um, some foul language a little bit. Um, so my quick thoughts on that. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, I don't believe that even though I can sympathize for his anger and frustration and his um, how he wants things to change and it almost and it's a, and it feels just, right? Like it feels righteous, like his lyrics are righteous. I still don't think that you should use foul language. The scripture is against foul language. Uh, Jesus on the cross didn't use foul language, even though it would have it would feel that would be more warranted than by the pain and anguish and, and people beating on him and him like a I'm still gonna die for all your you know cuss word sins. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm God incarnate. I'm here to die for everyone's sins who's ever effing existed. Like, does that even... It feels like I just... Like I want to wash my mouth out with soap now. 
And since Jesus Christ is our uh, example of how we're supposed to behave and our example of how we're supposed to live and we're supposed to try to also be like Paul, that doesn't feel like, you know, it's, it's a warranted. So with that said, I don't think it overrides the overall message. But remember, we're supposed to judge everything to scripture. We're supposed to hold everything accountable. Um, I don't think that this means he's a bad Christian. I don't think that this means that this song can't, or the message is ruined. I just think he needed to put that into perspective. That's all I'm saying, okay? I do like this guy. I think his, uh, he's a, a good um, mix of uh, heartfelt, uh, the ballads, the, the songs, how it tells a story. Even though it's not about anyone in particular, but it's about you. And it seems to speak to everyone. He's also very talented. I think his voice is very good. Um, he definitely doesn't look like somebody that you would uh, want to roll up on in his house. He definitely has, I would guess, some type of firearm on his front porch. I definitely don't think it would be smart to roll up on his house. Um, that's the vibe he gives anyways, but it, but it feels like it's in a righteous way. Like he wouldn't hurt nobody unless he had to. And that is, uh, that's righteous. That's enough of me rambling on. Let's listen to it. Now, I will, the Spotify, you know, I don't know how strict they can get. So I'm not, I'm going to pause the song and talk while I do it. And I might just be rambling nonsense like I do sometimes, like I'm kind of doing now, just so the, the podcast doesn't get some type of strike or anything. I don't know all the full rules of this. So... But, I'll, but we are here to talk about the song anyway, so we'll just pause it as, as we play, okay? So, sorry for the background noise. I'm driving home, and I wanted to share this. Uh, I just wanted to get this podcast going. I was kind of, I'm was i kind of excited about it. So, here we go. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away. What the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. So, at first, he's uh, definitely seems like he's talking about how the value of the dollar is gone, and it and it's like as if you're a hamster running on a wheel, and you got you're not going anywhere. Like, what's the old adage of a rocking chair? A rocking chair gives you gives you something to do, but it don't take you nowhere. So, I, I mean, from a biblical perspective, and remember, this is people asking from a Christian perspective, so I'm, lo- I'm looking this through a Christian lens. I'm trying not to look at this through a boy born and raised in North Florida's lens. I'm trying to look at this as a, through a Christian's lens and a little bit of North Florida boy on it. Uh, yeah, I think that from the Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, that... God has used, when man decides, when humanity decides to live ungodly, then he turns them over to their ungodly rule. And one of the punishments that God allowed to happen to his people was being taxed by 10% in the, in the Old Testament. We're high, much more highly taxed than that now. And I believe that this is because of a couple reasons. Number one... 
as America and as our country, who I love our country, and I'm being critical of the government and the suits, not you and me. Not American culture, not hot dogs and hamburgers and baseball games and football and kickoff and buffalo buffalo wings and all that other stuff. I'm being critical of the suits. They are corrupt and they are evil. We've killed, we have killed because people have voted it in. 60 or 70 million babies. 60, 70 million babies. Our government has allowed the transition of uh, children and even taking them away from parents to try to change their gender, which is an impossibility. Our government has um, taken God out, prayer out. And this is what happens. This is one of the effects that happens. When you allow a, a government of evil to rule, then evilness comes in. And wasting people's money and taking away their hard work is evil. It is theft. Let's continue. I wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. that voice what an old soul what a you can hear the passion you can hear the uh, sorrow in that so living in a new world with an old soul um, I think we all can kind of um, feel that and understand that where it doesn't feel like you almost belong but in reality we're the majority we're the majority you know that right the reality is we're the majority the reality is most Americans want a nuclear family. Most Americans don't believe in um, high taxes, don't believe in the, uh, the transitioning of children and the, 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 the homosexual lifestyle. Well, that, that maybe I'm wrong on that now. I might be wrong on that one. Um, but large government, most Americans don't really want that. Most Americans believe in God and country still, but we're just afraid to say it. Well, I'm not. I do believe the, uh, the acceptance of, uh, of the homosexual lifestyle has creeped into the church, and uh, that's a shame. But that's for another uh, podcast. Let's continue. That's a strong, strong point there. So the Richmond, north of Richmond. So he's talking about Yankees. I know I probably got some northerners listening to this, and I love you. You're my brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? Um, this is just a, a southern boy's way of uh, saying that um, the corruption comes from uh, suits. It doesn't necessarily... He is, he is saying that it's come, it comes more from a, that geographical point, but... Uh, if you, if you, I guarantee, if you ask Oliver Anthony if he thinks that there's um, corrupt men in suits in Atlanta or New Orleans or Charlotte, he would say absolutely. So he's not just saying that from there. It's just a, an expression, okay? Um, and then, and he goes, and they don't think that you do, but but I know that you do. He's saying that uh, you know, they think that we're dumb. 
so he's hinting here that we're kind of turning a cheek to it and that we're, I guess, in a, in a way of saying it and allowing it to happen. We know what's happening. And he's saying that we he knows that we know it's happening. Because it is happening. And they do want control. They do want control. And they are taking over. I mean, I think the left is great at politics. They're terrible at argumentation. They're terrible at debates because the facts and... Uh, aren't on their side, so they use, like, um, they use type of, you know, political warfare where they want to divide the country in, in other ways. They try to make everything an emotional appeal to everything. Everything's about race, or everything's about how people feel, and all this other stuff. And when you do that, you take away the argument. So they don't, they don't, they don't debate you with points. They, they argue not debate, they argue with emotion. And then they want to silence folks. Let's continue. Your dollar ain't shit, and it's tax to no end. Dollars are rich, man. Dollars are rich, man. I wish politicians look out for miners. Not just miners on an island somewhere. Okay, you knew I was going to stop it there, right? If you know this song and if you're living under a rock and you can hear me getting excited, you know I'm going to stop it here. So, looked out for miners, M-I-N-E-R-S, like a man who coal, miners coal or whatever. Like they do miners, M-I-N-O-R-S, on an island somewhere. He's obviously speaking about Jeffrey Epstein's island. And uh, he's saying they wish that he would, they would, uh, you know, pay attention to the hardworking blue-collared man as much as they would pay attention to going to an island and doing evil, wicked, terrible, satanic, demonic, burning hell for eternity type acts. And it is an absolute shame. And this is what I'm talking about: why God turns over. God, God turns over, and uh, but I do think that there's safety for us to a certain degree. We still will feel persecution. We still will um, be, uh, you know, pushed against by the, by the by the world, by the government. But God also does separate His flock, and we see evidence of that, in like the stories of Sodom and Gomorrah with Lot, before um, God destroyed um, Sodom and Gomorrah. He pulled out Lot. So there is, there does, there does be some type of substantiation to that where God has a, a he, uh, you know, tries to give refuge to his children when he's getting ready to judge. Okay, let's continue. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast, milk and welfare. Yeah, so wasting taxpayers' money on people who don't need it is what he's saying. And we can go a lot deeper on this. I don't believe he's pushed. I've heard some pushback a lot. This seems to be the part of the song that the left has the biggest disagreement with. Because it's this is their wheelhouse because all this is emotion. 
Um, I don't believe Oliver Anthony is against welfare for those who need it. He's against the abuse of welfare, and that is the context that I got out of it. So, And you can clearly hear that, where he is giving an example of someone who is abusing welfare. The obese living on welfare. Not people on welfare. The obese living on welfare for welfare, excuse me, and you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds. Ought to not pay for your bag of fudge rounds. I mean you don't need the money, you don't need it. You're more than taken care of. And who can honestly disagree with that? I do believe that there is a place for welfare. And there is times for welfare. But it has been exploited and and taken advantage of by so many people. And it's now became a staple of their lifestyle. It's not meant to be what people live on. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be meant for people to pull themselves out of a hole. Like if a bank crashes or someone's business goes under unexpectedly something like that, a, uh, a factory that you worked at and it went down, it got bought out, it went bankrupt because of crooked politicians just out of nowhere. That's what it's meant for. It's not meant for people to live off of as a, as a, as a steady financial means. And I think that's what he's talking about here. And I think that most people can want, would agree with that. And if you would disagree with that, then I think uh, you, you're probably living like that. All right, let's continue. Young men are putting themselves, sits feet in the ground, because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Men putting themselves six feet in the ground, and no one cares about them. I, I, I think he's speaking of maybe the opioid crisis here. Because um, he, and why I feel that way, is there's not enough context for me to make me to be 100% sure on that. But he's, he's speaking about, um, you know, the abuse of welfare and, and crooked politicians not caring about minors and only caring about being evil and wicked on an island. And then he goes to the abuse of welfare. So and then he goes to men putting themselves six feet in the ground, putting themselves. So that means it's self-inflicted. So to me, that feel and he in the part of the country where he's from, Virginia, West Virginia, the Appalachian area, bluegrass. There's a massive, you know, drug problem there, and it's and it's killing people left and right. So I I think that's the context that he's going with. And the government doesn't care. Well, uh, yeah, the government doesn't care. Yeah, but um, this I'm not saying I disagree with Mr. Uh, um, Anthony here, but I would not turn to the government to help people. This is where I would turn to the church and people's families. And this is where this, this stuff gets fixed. We should not rely on the government to try to save people because that defeats the whole purpose. And it's contradictory. If we all accept that they're evil and wicked and they're just rich men north of Richmond, then why would we want to rely on them to save people? So I'm not necessarily debating um, the message here. I'm just uh, I'm just debating the cause and effect with Anthony. That's all. And I'm saying that if we're going to be consistent, then this is where people turn to church, turn to Christ to get that stuff um, fixed. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. For people like me, for people like you, wish I could just wake up. 
Pausing it here, and I'm just really not saying much. I'm just kind of using the same statements earlier because I don't want to get this podcast struck down. So just bear with me for a few seconds. And yeah, let's try to finish this song. And then we're going to go to one more song of his that I really like. Want to know what you think? Want to know what you do? And then I don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit And it's taxed to no end Cause the rich men Know the rich men Alright, so my final thoughts Very, very strong song Guy's voice is very good I mean, it's he's uh, got a good masculine sound to it. It's got a bit of a raspiness. It's got you know a lot of uh, emotion behind it. Definitely feels you can feel his uh, his heart breaking and it doesn't sound like he's complaining. It sounds like he's um, wanting things fixed by bringing up issues. And I think that's what also makes the song resonate with so many people. And, I mean, you can go on YouTube or TikTok or whatever social media you want. And people are acting left and right. And I've seen all types of uh, races and, and, and people who like this song. And they don't. And it's crossing over. And I think that's something that also needs to be recognized. Because you want to know why? Because poor is a language that everyone speaks. Everyone speaks poor. Everyone. Especially people in that area of the country he's from. And this is where blacks and whites and Hispanics can all get in tune with. Regardless of your political party, everyone wants to see their value of the dollar go up, right? How could you not? How great would it be if one dollar bought two loaves of bread instead of one? So that's what we all want deep down inside. Alright, this next one. Bonus song. Oliver Anthony, I want to go home. Now it's just him and his guitar. And he's just singing to you. Okay? And I think this song is really good. Now, since we did eternally, internally critique his first song with the swear words, um, I want to internally critique this song as well. And again, I'm not trying to be a nitpicky, okay? I'm not trying to sound like a stuck-up Christian. But remember, um, I'm held to the standard since I am giving this song's perspective through a Christian lens and not, um, you know, John Newby, who's a North Florida boy, listen to it. This is a through the lens of scripture, through the lens of biblical perspective, okay? So I'm gonna it's gonna sound nitpicky, and it is. Alright? So if you're a fan of this guy, remember I like him too. Alright? Just like Jordan Peterson and all the other stuff. 
So this song is about somebody wanting to go to heaven and just leave this earth. Well, I understand that feeling. I think about all the time about what I'm going to do when I see Jesus. You know, like that song I can only imagine by um, Mercy Me, right? What am I going to do? Well, I'm telling you what I'm probably going to do. I'm probably going to be like the Apostle Paul, or excuse me, the Apostle John, and I'm going to bawl my eyes out. Like, I don't think I'm going to try to hug him. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to smile, but I don't think I will be able to muster the strength to do that. I think I will probably, well, first I'm going to worship him. The Greek word that is applied to Jesus, prosteneho, it means to kiss the ground or to to fall to the ground in, in, in reverence. That's what I'm going to do. Latruo, another Greek word for it. I'm going to fall to his feet. I'm going to kiss them. I want to kiss the hole. I want to kiss the hole that's on his foot, on his feet. I want to kiss that. I want to cry my eyes and be held, my face be held by the hands that is that I see the piercings through. Okay, um, I will try to hug him and kiss him. So I get that. I get that. I'm, I'm rambling on again. Sorry. I, I get that. But Jesus tells us, or excuse me, whenever he after he after he ascends to heaven, angels come down and tell him, "Why are you still waiting on a rock? You need to go. You need to go." And what did Jesus command us in Matthew 28? Therefore, go to make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That name in Greek, by the way, is singular, and then he gives three distinct names with a with a definite article with ha or they for they or ho in front of each one. Hatheos, you know, uh, Isus or Agios Noma, the Father, Son, or Spirit, or Jesus. So that is what he commands us to, the Great Commission, right? So that's what we're supposed to do. So just sitting around waiting for Jesus to come back, and we're, we're commanded to do the exact opposite. So remember that. Doesn't mean don't take, um, don't listen to the signs, or don't uh, don't start living right because, or, or excuse me, don't start uh, tightening up because you know he's coming back. Of course you should. I believe he does show these signs and wonders because he's trying to give warnings. But we're supposed to go make disciples of all nations. So I'm being nitpicky. I know, but that's what I'm supposed to do here. I'm supposed to look at it through a Christian's perspective. All right, so now let's listen to this song and we'll listen to the lyrics. If it weren't for my old dogs and the good Lord, they'd have me strung up in the psych ward. Cause every day living in this new world is one, two, Many days to me, son, we're on the brink of the next world. So he starts off by saying how the Lord and the dog that the Lord gave him is what's helping him get him from going to the psych ward. So he's giving a shout out to, you know, his rest in Jesus and um, who's around him in his life. And that seems to be his dog. And then he's going to start going on here about the problems with the world that why he's probably thinking about going to psych war. So he's going to give the reasons why he's feeling that way. Poor and I don't think nobody's praying no more and I ain't saying I know for sure I'm just down on my knees begging 
Lord, take me home. I just wanna go home. I don't know which road to go. It's been so long. I just know I didn't used to wake up feeling this way. Cussing myself every damn day. People have really gone and lost their way. So, the world's just in a bad spot, and ain't no one praying no more, ain't no one being a good person anymore, Lord, just take me home. I mean, I understand how he feels. Uh, this guy's uh, songs and the lyrics, his relatability to the average person is what's making it. Yeah, he's got a good voice. He does. And, I mean, he's okay on the guitar. You know, he's not Jimi Hendrix or um, Stevie Ray Vaughan or... You know, somebody like that, but the guy's not bad. And his voice is good. His voice is good. I give it an A minus. It's his relatability to his song. His lyric writing is what makes him so powerful. And he is talented in that regards. I'll just do what the TV say, and I wanna go home. Beautiful, beautiful. Seven generations farming the ground. Grandson sells it to a man from out of town. And that, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a farming community, but uh, I grew up in a small town, and it's not—it's grown a little bit, but it's still pretty small. But I can understand this. There was a lot of mom and pop shops that were around, and they ended up selling to bigger stores. And it takes away, you know, the, the, the little man. Alan Jackson's got a song like this called The Little Man. It's dead on. Two weeks later, the trees go down. Only got concrete growing around. And I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't know which road to go It's been so long I just know I didn't used to wake up Feeling this way So, that's interesting. So, I want to go home. And then he says, he doesn't understand it. But then he starts giving the reason. And this is what makes the song so deep. Did you catch it? I just know I didn't used to wake up feeling this way. So, he's in a... He's in a state of... Um, he unfamiliarity with himself. He doesn't know what's causing him to feel this way, and he's extremely troubled by everything. So he wants to separate himself from the world because something's going on. And he can't pinpoint what it is. Uh, so then, when I'm reading the lyrics to the song, I'm listening to the emotion and the heart coming from um, Mr. Anthony here. Then it makes me start to put myself in this song. So then I start to wrestle with what makes what make me feel this way that's what makes the song so powerful it is really good really good song well cussing myself every damn day there's always some kind of bill to pay people just doing what the rich man say and i wanna go 
out the song yeah it's it's a good song man like it is really deep and it really hits you pretty good and I think that this guy's got some serious talent and I think that he hits people right in the gut with it and it seems to translate to all people and and black and white and Hispanic it doesn't matter and I think deep down all deep down inside of all of us, even if you're not a Christian, even if you're not a religious person, even if you're not someone who is, you know, all over what's going on in the world, you still feel like something's wrong, right? Like something is going on. Something's going on. I I don't know what it is. I've talked to my wife about this. Something's going on. From the animals that are starting to swim up to the shore more, like I mean, what's going on with all this stuff too? The weather to the uh, with transgender and the major boom and all this and the, and the hatred, the world is getting more and more wicked and more out of control. Something's going on. Now, is all this is you know supposed to is all this getting us ramped up for the rapture, getting us ramped up for the second coming of Christ? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, now there's rumors about a world currency. I know that's been going on for a while, but this it's really starting to ramp up really starting to ramp up and the persecution of Christians is getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse but again this could send us down another rabbit hole I, you know I wanted to make this about a 30 minute reaction went a couple of minutes over and um, yeah I think you should give this guy a try um, apparently he's gonna redo all these songs in a studio I don't think he should. I think what makes him so powerful is just him, some strings and some wood and a microphone on his porch. So hats off to you, Oliver. Hats off to you. And thank you all for listening to me. God bless you in Jesus' name.